Eu quero ser um testemunho Remove o erro e crie o bem em mim Well, praise the Lord. You see, rekindle the flame. Advertising rekindle the flame. Everybody signed up. Guess what? I haven't yet. Because I found that how to sign up as a speaker. So that makes a big difference. Yay! Hallelujah. But you have got to sign up for rekindle the flame now. Get on board. Do that. Don't forget it. It's coming. Your flame needs to be rekindled. Everybody's flame needs to be rekindled. Well, praise the Lord. Today we're looking at another law within the kingdom of God, what I call the law of faithfulness. The law of faithfulness. Before we get into Luke chapter 16, I want to uh, look at the word faithfulness. Faithfulness is to a person, cause, or belief. And you can think about that. In the Bible, isn't it? Different times, or different types of people, uh, causes, or beliefs that's taking place. Faithfulness to a person, cause, or belief. And it's demonstrated by continual loyalty and also very much supportive. So a faithful person is one who's going to support someone or be loyal to someone that is during the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what we're talking about today. So, first of all, we have to start with the source of faithfulness. Now, who is the source of faithfulness? Yeah, God is. That's right. So, let's look at that. Just uh, three scriptures this morning about God being faithful. Uh, Song 89, 1, 2, and 8. Song 89, verses 1, 2, and 8. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever with my mouth. I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness shall you establish in the very heavens. His faithfulness is forever, and guess what? It surrounds him. It surrounds him. It's established already. So his faithfulness is something we can depend on. Uh, John, read uh, 119.90. Song 119.90. Your faithfulness is unto all generations. You have established the earth, and it abides. So tell me, uh, who's included within all generations? Hey, that's me. Yeah, so his faithfulness is for me. It's for you. So we got to know that. Now, one more. Uh, Lamentations. And everybody knows where that is. <laughs> Lamentations 3, 22 and 23. Three. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because His compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Uh, faithfulness is what? Great. Great. I mean, what else can you expect from God? Anything less than great? <laughs> so we, we got that established 
that God is very faithful to us. It surrounds Him to all generations, and it is very great unto us. Now, with that in mind, that's where we get our faithfulness. I don't think we're taught that in school. No, I wasn't taught that in school. We are receiving that from, from God through His Son, Jesus Christ. So now we want to get into looking at Luke chapter 16, verses 10 through 12. And this is uh, with the mindset now we're looking at faithfulness. Faithfulness that comes from God. Faithfulness that's within us. That's where it resides right now. It's in us. So, what are we going to do? Verses 10 and following. He who is faithful in what is least, and um, what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. Therefore, I. Therefore, if uh, I got to take these glasses off and see better without them. Tell you the truth, I can. It's a good blind. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in that which is a unrighteous mammon, who will commit to you the trust, the the true riches? Now, in verse twelve, and if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? Faithfulness. Are you faithful in what God has placed into your care? What He has given you. Uh, we ought to be faithful in, well, anybody got money? Uh, yeah, that's His. So we have to be good stewards of what He's given us. How about uh, the talents that we have? Yeah, we've got to be faithful to use what He's placed in us. How about the the abilities or even the time? Oh, time. How are we using His time that He's given us? In other words, everything that we have is on loan from God. Wow, it doesn't belong to us. It belongs to Him. He's given us the responsibility to be faithful to use what He has given us. So we've got to realize that we need to be faithful unto God because everything that we have is His. And without that, we wouldn't be able to exist. We wouldn't be able to function. We wouldn't be able to carry on His ministry. So we need to be faithful to God. Well, how about uh, faithful to uh, a person? Hmm. Could that be a possibility? Uh, let's look at uh, Acts chapter 16, 1 through 3. And we're going to get into uh, looking at the relationship between Paul and Timothy. Then he, Paul, came to Derby and Lystra. And behold, a certain disciple was there named Timothy, the son of a certain woman who was a Jewish and believed, but his father was a Greek, which was well reported of by the brethren who were at Lystra and Iconium. Sorry, I don't know how to pronounce these names. Him would Paul have gone forth with him and took and circumcised him because of the Jews which were in those quarters, for they knew, for they all knew that his father was a Greek. So Timothy and Paul came together. Now, what does 
Paul think of Timothy? That's in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17. 1 Corinthians 4, 17. That's why I have sent Timothy, my beloved and faithful child in the Lord. He will remind you of how I follow Christ Jesus, just as I teach in all the churches wherever I go. So he considered him as a faithful child in the Lord. He, he, he took him under his wings to teach him, show him the way, show him what ministry is all about. And in doing so, he saw that Timothy was going to be faithful to do this. That's what needs to take place in, in any kind of ministry. Also, in 2 Timothy 1.19, they, uh, when you're in ministry like this is, what do you do? You preach. <laughs> you preach the gospel. 2 Timothy 1.19. Who's got that? Okay, I thought I gave uh, it to somebody. You said Second Timothy. I'm, I'm talking about Second Corinthians. I'm sorry. Okay. I was thinking of Timothy. Uh, see, chalk uh, uh, that up for uh, Frank not being perfect. Okay, that's that is my my scripture. Second uh, yeah. Corinthians one nineteen. I was thinking about Timothy so much. Okay, for the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us. Even by me and Silas and Timothy was not yes and not no, but in him was yes. See, Paul preached, Timothy preached. He would trusted him to preach the word of God because he brought him on it, trained him, knowing what he put. He could trust him to be in ministry, and he found him to be a faithful person. So we've got to have faithfulness towards a person. You got to be able to trust a person. So faithfulness is what we need. Now, how many of you would like to be, um, well, in the world today, if you have a job, you're working at a lowly job, sitting behind a desk, and all of a sudden, man, I'd like to just advance in this company. You know, I need to be promoted. Well, how do you be promoted within the kingdom of God? Uh, you know, have by Faithfulness, yes, <laughs> hallelujah. So we're going to turn over to Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25, and that's where I'm going to be. And start with verse 14, and everybody can quote this almost. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them, and to one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his own ability, and immediately he went on a journey. And then he who had received the five talents went and, and traded them and made another five talents. Uh, likewise, he who had two uh, gained two more also. But he who received one, he went and hid it in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents and brought five more other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. I have gained five more talents. 
uh, besides. And he said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. What you have received from the Lord, are you responsible to advance that for His purpose? If you are, He will recognize that and put you into a position that, hey, maybe He can trust you more. He can put you into a position where He can see, well, I've, I've found out that my servant can do this. Now I'm going to put him into this position because I can trust him and I'm going to see how he's going to do in this one. So that's what he's doing even with the one who had two and then we know what the story, but the one who had one, well, he didn't make it at all. <laughs> so we got to realize that we're going to advance within the kingdom of God. We got to be faithful to what God gives us. Then he will place us into the position that he wants us on that can maybe even do more. But if you can't do what's already you're doing, how can he trust you to do more? That's what he's looking for. He's looking for reliability. That's what the master is looking for. And that's the quality of being trustworthy or of performing constantly well in right management of resources. Let me read that again. It's the quality of being trustworthy or performing constantly well in right management of resources. When I read that definition, there was one person in this room I thought about. John Dunn. John Dunn. I read his reports and I'm thinking, how in the world can he do all of that? How in the world can he research that, find out about that, come up? I don't, he doesn't know how to do this, but he goes and finds out how to do it and how to, and, uh, uh, man, I don't have that ability, but he does. He's, he's looking at what can be done within the kingdom of God and he's, he's very trustworthy and he's constantly well in right management of the resources that he has. That's who I thought about was John Dunn, a person that you can trust to do the job. So, the, the goal of our accountability is found in 1 Corinthians 4. 1 Corinthians 4. That's for me. 1 Corinthians 4, 1 through 4. The goal of our accountability. Let a man so consider as us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in servants, stewards that one be found faithful. That's the goal. But with me, it is a very small thing that I should be judged by you or by a human court. In fact, I do not even judge myself. For I know of nothing against myself, yet I am not justified by this, but he who judges me is the Lord. In other words, I need to find faithful, but I don't need to be handing out judgment. I'm not to judge you. That's not my job. 
It's the Lord's job. We will all be judged. We will all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Yeah. Uh, so we need to uh, see how we carry on the Lord's affairs here on this earth. And how we do, that's what we're going to be accountable for when we're standing before Him. Uh, who wants to stand before Jesus and say, uh, Frank, you remember that time that I told you to go and, and, uh, and you didn't do that, did you? Oh, you remember that time that I told you? And yeah, you did that great. Hallelujah. I, I, you brought glory unto me. You see, we're going to be accountable for what He puts into our care and how we use that for His glory. That's an awesome responsibility. And we need to be faithful in doing so. I don't know if we sit down and think about that or not, but it needs to cross our mind occasionally. Now, one thing, uh, uh, Rick, uh, this ministry is not yours. It's God's. It's a ministry that God has given Rick Bonfilm to carry out here on this earth, to carry out His kingdom work, to carry out His affairs in this in this earth today. So, uh, guess who's going to be accountable when he stands before the Lord? Rick Bonfilm for what's going on in this ministry. But at the same time, you know, when you're a manager, sometimes you have to learn to trust people. God has sent people into this ministry. It's unbelievable. All kinds of people. Uh, Kathy, uh, God's put it on her heart for Brazil. And I just talked about John and his uh, technology, uh, <clears throat> what I call expert. He might not think of that way, but he finds out how to get it done. He researches and keeps. And Frankie, she's just sitting there lugging with, with these figures, you know, account <laughs> accounting, you know, and so forth. And Betty, a Bible teacher, a person, a teacher. And, and Kaylee comes in and just adds on to everything, learning. And this, this ministry has got all kind of Matt. He's the strong man of the group. No, <laughs> he carries the equipment. <laughs> but he's got a, God is developing him as a Bible teacher, and so John as well. So, you know, it, it, what's taking place here is God brings people into the ministry that can be trusted to, to carry on his faith because, you see, they want to please God. They want to be accountable to God. And we all are. And so it's, it's difficult, I know, to be able to manage a situation like that. But we'll all, we'll all be judged. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 5. Isn't that great that we know we're going to stand before the judge? <laughs> mm -hmm. Exciting, isn't it? Makes you get up in the morning and say, God, forgive me. I didn't do everything you wanted me to do yesterday. <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5, uh, I'm going to start with verse 7. For we walk by faith and not by sight. We are confident, yes, and well pleased, rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Therefore, we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to Him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive 
the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. We'll all stand before the judgment seat of Christ to be judged according to what? Well, we well-pleasing to him. Well, what's well-pleasing to God? Hebrews chapter 11. <laughs> She's already said it. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. But without faith is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is the rewarder of them who diligently seek him. So, I can't please God with my intellectual power that I have from all this education I have. I can't please God with when I think I ought to do this and I think I ought to do that. No, I can please God by receiving what He's asking me to do and then walk it out by faith and trust Him to <laughs> to get it accomplished because He knows more than I know. So I have to be walking by faith. That's what it says, to walk by faith and not by sight. I cannot do it any other way. I do not know what's happening the very next minute or tomorrow. But God knows every plan there is and for my life, and I can walk by faith trusting Him that He's going to bring it to pass. And, and, and in doing so, He may then give me the wisdom and knowledge to be able to accomplish that task that He set before me. So I have to trust Him. I have to walk by faith at all times. Now, I'm going to end up with this. It's be short this morning, but that's okay. You can breathe. Now, do you remember what we heard back in Matthew 25:11? Do you remember what the master said to the servant? Is this what you want to hear? Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into my joy. That is what I want to hear most of all. Not, well, Frank, you accomplished this, and you did this, and you did all this, and, and you were important in doing all of this, and, and uh, you, you did what I called you to do and all this. But I want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Lord. That's where I believe we all need to be. Whatever it is we're doing, we want to please Him. And the only way to please Him is to walk by faith. And the only way to, to do that is to hear from Him and to hear what He has for us to do, to be responsible for that, and we will walk it out. You know, we may not do it perfectly, but we'll walk it out. It'll get done because, you see, He's right there holding my hand and carrying me every step of the way. And then at the end, when I get a chance to stand before Him, I just want to hear that. Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Let me pray for you today. Father, thank You for giving us all the responsibility that You have given us.
And today, Father, we make a decision to be faithful to what You have given us. Father, forgive us when we have fallen short of that faithfulness. But today, Father, we make a renewed commitment to say we're going to march forward with You. And we're going to accomplish what You have put into our lives. And we're going to do it by faith. And Father, we thank You for the opportunity to do this today and every day of our life that one day we want to hear You say, Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of Your Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. Yeah.